What's going on, everybody? Dude from In The Mix Sports Radio. We're going to break down Divisional Weekend, starting with the Bengals at the Titans, Saturday at 4.30 p.m. For the Bengals, it's pretty simple. Get stops on third down, create turnovers, create pressure on Ryan Tannehill. Play your brand of offensive football. Don't go away from what has worked. You must slow down Derrick Henry. Dante Foreman, if he's a part of the offense still with Henry activated. Although you have to expect him to be because Henry's coming off a long layoff. And yes, he's Derrick Henry. He's pretty much inhuman. But... It's still a long layoff in a very big playoff game. Utilize the weapons that you have. So for the Bengals, just stop the run. Stop the entire run game, whether it's Dontrell Hilliard, Derrick Henry, Donta Foreman. Feed Joe Mixon. Make him set the tempo at the line of scrimmage, control the clock. Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. He's going to perform when the stage is the biggest. He shines the brightest. He has plenty of weapons in Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Azuma. Get chunk plays. Utilize Azuma's mismatch size. But this one's going to come down to the defense and if they can stop a very good Titans offense. For the Titans, feed Derrick Henry. He's activated, which says that he's healthy and ready to go. There shouldn't be too much rust with him. He is a professional. He's Derrick Henry. He can handle the workload. If he is 100%, he will definitely set the tempo. He will allow the Titans to control the line of scrimmage. He is the biggest mismatch in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill just has to manage the game. Use your weapons. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. But don't do too much. Don't try to get too cute. Give your receivers a chance to make plays based on what the defense gives you. Can Dante Foreman be effective in a limited capacity with Henry back. If his number is called upon, he performed admirably. He had 300-yard games in the last six weeks of the season. He had 133 carries, 566 yards, and three scores filling in for Henry. 4.9 average. While he's not Derrick Henry, that was a good job that allowed the Titans to stay at the top of the AFC. But he goes to a backup role now 
And if his number's called upon, if he makes the plays, he's the real X factor for that offense if they move on. Their defense is very underrated. They need to get pressure on Joe Burrow. They need to hit him, get knockdowns, sack him, create pressure that forces him to make a mistake. He doesn't make many. And if the Titans want to win this game, it's going to come down to if they rattle Joe Burrow and if they stop the run with Joe Mixon. That's their key to moving on. We're going to find out which defense makes the stops because both of these offenses are very high-powered. They can score a lot of points very quickly. So whatever defense helps their offense the most by giving them extra possessions, getting off the field on third down, that's who's going to move on. Both these teams can make a Super Bowl run, but this is where their playoffs truly start. This is the game that's going to determine how big of a factor either one is going to be for the rest of the AFC playoffs. But this is going to be a very, very good game. Very high scoring. My prediction, 34-31. The Cincinnati Bengals win back-to-back playoff games. What's going on, everybody? Dude from In The Mix Sports Radio. We're back with the breakdown of the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers, Saturday, 8.15 p.m. This game is going to be a punch-you-in-the-mouth, cold-weather playoff game, like an old-school slugfest. It's going to be very cold in Green Bay. which means the run games for both teams, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they're going to set the tempo for this game. They're going to control the line of scrimmage. And their performances are going to determine which team moves on. Green Bay clearly has the advantage at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer. Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager at this point. But he is nothing more than a guy that can, if he doesn't make mistakes... The offense will tick. But if he's having an off day. The offense. Struggles to move the ball. Even with the weapons they have. Trey Lance is definitely the future. In San Francisco. If Jimmy loses this game tonight. You may see. 
the Trey Lance era begin. He showed that his game is better suited for this offense. He has a cannon. He utilizes all his weapons. Jimmy cannot support multiple weapons. Now we know Debo Samuel is going to do Debo Samuel things. Shanahan finds a way to get the ball in his hands. Whether it be throwing passes, catching the ball, running the ball. He is a true, true weapon. I think he has a big game, 10 catches, 150 yards, and two scores. But the real story here is can George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk both be utilized? Because that's when this offense is truly at the top of its game. We're going to take a look at some numbers here. And it speaks a lot about what Jimmy Garoppolo is as a quarterback. We go back to December 18th. George Kittle had six catches for 93 yards. Brandon Ayuk had one catch for 36 yards. In the three weeks after that, George Kittle had two catches for 21 yards, one catch for 29 yards, and five catches for 10 yards. That's a three-week total of eight catches for 60 yards, no touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk had four catches for 40 yards and a score, four catches for 94 yards, six catches for 107 yards. Total numbers, 14 catches, 241 yards and a touchdown. Now, when one is doing good, the other one is forgotten. Both players are stars. You have to utilize them. I get you have Elijah Mitchell that you have to get touches. You have Debo Samuel. But with that many weapons, you should be running more plays and getting everybody involved. There's no reason that George Kittle should have one or two catches in a game. There's no reason that Brandon Ayuk should only have one or two catches in a game. When you get the ball in their hands, good things happen. With Trey Lance, he finds a way to get everybody involved. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't. And that's why this team is often overlooked as Super Bowl contenders. On the other side of their the ball, their defense, very good. They struggled at times because they were missing a lot of players with injury, COVID. But they can stop the run. They struggle to stop the pass. But they can stop the pass. And if you're sleeping on that defense... They will create turnovers. They will bring a ton of pressure. 
they are a legit unit as long as they have cohesion. If it's a down week for the defense, Aaron Rodgers is going to pick them apart. They're going to run all over them, and it's going to be a long afternoon. And don't sleep on this Green Bay offense. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both monsters. They're both three-down workhorses in this league. They both punch you in the mouth with physicality, but they both have the speed to beat you around the edge. They're as lethal a one-two punch in the league as you're going to find. And then if you stop them and slow them down, you have to deal with Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. And you can't forget about the deep threat in MVS, the true X factor for this offense. Because if you focus too much attention on Adams and Lazard, MVS is going to beat you over the top for long scores all day. Lazard is about as sure-handed as they come, opposite Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is just in a league of his own. The 49ers are going to have to game plan because they have a team that really looks to be a threat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers repeating. Aaron Rodgers is on another level this year. Whether it's he feels disrespected by his organization, whether he feels disrespected by the media, he has a point to prove. And this Green Bay Packers team looks like they're together and focused on achieving the goal of winning a Lombardi Trophy and bringing it back to Lambeau Field. My prediction is the Packers win a heavy-hitting 23-20 playoff game. What's going on, everybody? We're breaking down the Los Angeles Rams at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to start with the Rams offense. They're a high-powered punch-you-in-the-mouth running game with a lethal passing game led by Matthew Stafford, who for all the mistakes he makes at inopportune times is a quarterback who should get a lot more credit than he does. A lot of people harp on his Detroit Lions days. But he's reborn with the Rams. Sean McVay has rejuvenated his career. He looks like the quarterback he did at Georgia. The Lions looked like he they sucked his soul. Because they never gave him the weapons that he is enjoying here. Cooper Cup went to another stratosphere this year. The trade for Odell Beckham Jr. for as much criticism as they took for making that deal. How they brought in a diva who's going to 
destroy the locker room. They found a way to make it work with him. And Stafford is utilizing both his strengths and Cooper Cup's strengths. And there's just no stopping either one of them. Then you throw in Tyler Higby, who, yes, he's listed as a tight end, but he's a mismatch nightmare. He's very athletic. And trying to contain him in the red zone is just something that not many teams can do. As long as Stafford keeps a head on his shoulders and doesn't make mistakes and tries to do too much, this Rams offense is as lethal as any in the entire league. And then you add in the one-two punch of Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, who didn't play it down in the regular season and last week just looked to be like he didn't miss a beat. He looks like a real workhorse. And next year, the league is on notice because he's coming back for that top spot in L.A. And he is going to run a lot of guys over. He faces a stout Bucks front this week. But I think his talent, along with Sony Michelle, I think they control the line of scrimmage. And I think it opens up the Rams passing game even more because the Bucks' weakness is their secondary. For as good of a defense as they are, you can throw on them. And a team like the Rams with so many weapons, if you sell out to stop the run, they're going to beat you with the pass. If you adjust to stop the pass, they're going to run it down your throat. This is going to be a test for the Buccaneers as a whole. The Rams defense has so much speed and talent. They can rattle Brady. And when you rattle Brady, you force mistakes. The Bucs are banged up. They, they lost Godwin to an injury. Antonio Brown walked out on them very late in the year, which created another massive void. So can Evans and Gronk pick up the slack and do enough in the passing game to help Brady out and lean on a running game that has been very good, but they had their moments where they kind of disappear and they put it back all on Brady's shoulders. And if Brady today doesn't get help from his running game, I don't think the Bucks have a chance. Although with Brady, you always have a chance. But if the Rams play their game offensively and defensively, I think they win a close one. My prediction, 31-27, the Rams win on the road and move on. This Rams team has the look of a Super Bowl contender. 
And if they get past the Bucks today, we might be looking at the Super Bowl champions. What's going on, everybody? We're breaking down the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be the most exciting game of the weekend. This Buffalo Bills team looked like they've learned their mistakes of the past. Josh Allen is one of the top quarterbacks in this league. He can beat you with his cannon. He can beat you with his legs. But the Bills seem to have figured out if you feed Devin Singletary, he really can be a focal point of the offense. He really gives it a different dynamic because not only do you have to stop him, you have to slow down Josh Allen's legs. And if you sell out for that, you have to contend with Stephon Diggs, the speed of Gabriel Davis, the speed of Isaiah McKenzie, Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox. This team is loaded. They can beat you in many ways. And even if you slow down the offense, their defense is still a top-tier defense. They make plays. They get off the field on third down. They create turnovers. They get a ton of pressures on opposing quarterbacks. They get a ton of sacks, and they're a very sound defense. You won't find too many times where players are out of position. They seem to always rally around the football. They make the plays. They don't give up more than they should. Their team from top to bottom is just very sound. They all make plays when their number's called upon. They're football players. They're not divas. There's no spotlight. They just make the plays, get off the field, celebrate as a unit. Both sides of the ball are always happy for the other. They all celebrate together. You don't see that camaraderie in many locker rooms. You always have the stars who think they shine brighter than the rest of the team. This team is about team. It starts in the front office. It trickles down to the coaching staff and down to the players. And that's what wins Super Bowls. That's what wins dynasties. Bill Belichick always said, do your job. And when you buy into that, good things happen. And this coaching staff and this Bills team, McDermott is the true leader. Josh Allen is an extension of that. And Buffalo looks to be creating a dynasty here. They do their job. And that's all you can ask for. That's how you stockpile wins. That's how you win championships. Now this test against the Kansas City Chiefs, 
who have a very underrated defense themselves. They create a lot of pressure. They create turnovers. They're good at stopping the run. Against the pass is where they seem to struggle. They started the year slow. They seem to have found their rhythm and what works for them. They haven't been thrown on as much as early in the season. So this is going to be a true test for both sides. If this Kansas City Chiefs team can slow down Josh Allen in the passing game and force Devin Singletary to beat them, I would consider that a victory because chances are you're going to win the game. Mahomes, although he did not look himself through this year, the chunk plays weren't there to Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. The running game took a step back. Edwards Hilaire had missed a lot of time. Darrell Williams stepped up for the most part. There were times where he looked like what he was, a backup running back who has the talent to play in the NFL, but as a workhorse, maybe not so much. Still a very good player. Now, if Edwards Hilaire plays today, and it's a one-two punch of him and Darrell Williams, that running game should do enough to open up the pass. Tyreek Hill is going to have to find a way to break out of his funk. He closed the year on a slow track. Not the Tyreek Hill we're accustomed to seeing. He's still Tyreek Hill. He's still one of the most dangerous receivers in this game. Don't sleep on him because he will make you pay over and over again. Travis Kelsey is one of the top two tight ends in this league. He's going to find a way to make plays. Just contain him. If the Bills struggle to contain him, he's going to have a field day. He's too good. He's too athletic. He will do work. This game is really going to be a shootout. Mahomes, Allen, we're going to hear those two names many times. Like Brady and Manning. These two guys are the cream of the crop in the AFC. They're going to battle each other for many trips to the Super Bowl. I think the Bills team this year is just too powerful. The Chiefs haven't looked like the Chiefs of old. Don't count them out. But I think Buffalo wins a close one on the road, 34-31. This game is going to close out a wild divisional weekend. A lot of exciting football ahead. Enjoy the games. Thank you, as always, for joining. Thank you for the support. Have a good weekend.